Welcome back to Purpose Driven in Christ. This message is entitled, The Importance of Fellowship. Now, fellowship is something that we all have experienced, whether it's fellowship for entertainment or godly fellowship for the edification of the body of Christ. Throughout our lives, we have opportunities to pull away from fellowship due to disappointment, hurt, or just being very overprotective of being potentially hurt. And God has called his followers, the followers of Christ, to be in a place of fellowship for the building of the body of Christ. And when we're in fellowship, we're able to encourage one another. Not only do we have opportunities to pray for one another, but we're able to speak life into individuals who are feeling depressed who might have difficulty understanding purpose or they're going through a lot. And so fellowship helps to build each other up. And when we're in person, we're able to discern more when we see the individual, the count, the countenance of their face, you know, are they seeming sad? Are they seeming depressed um, we're able to discern that and then offer to pray or speak encouragement into their lives and so being around other individuals might allow an opportunity to have laughter when there's something shared that's funny and so there's benefit to fellowship It's not solely just to entertain if, you know, we're individuals who enjoy being social, um, having quality time with individuals, but it's also to build each other. So in Hebrews 10, 25, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So the scripture is letting us know that we are not to neglect meeting together. Even if you might consider yourself a loner or someone who is not social, God is prompting us to step out of what is comfortable, what seems normal to us, and now renew our minds and start to do things the way he's called us to do it for his glory. Because we can take on these identities, like, you know, we might call ourselves a loner or that we're just going to be by, you know, and sometimes we can subconsciously do that because it's such a habit and we you know a person might want to do that 
to protect themselves from getting hurt. But then would that be in a place of fear or faith when a person's pulling away from godly fellowship so that they don't get hurt? So that's why we always want to get to the root as to why we would neglect fellowship. Is it due to fear or is it due to something else? There's there's so many opportunities to have fellowship, to edify each other, whether you're in a small group, whether you have um, opportunities to meet at a public place, you know, or if you even want to invite people to your home for the fellowship to come together and encourage one another. And then for some people, they do it on a regular when they go to their place of worship and they are amongst other individuals and they're encouraging them potentially after service or during service, um, worshiping God together praying together and so this is part of the meeting together and when you are amongst meeting you know when you're in that atmosphere it allows you to be reminded that God has brought people into our lives to help us on our journey we were never called to do this alone and so the fellowship is part of what brings glory to him. This is why he gives us instruction to do that. When we have opportunities to host fellowship, we wanna be reminded, does this fellowship exude the love of God? Does this fellowship remind people of his character? Or does the fellowship bring more heaviness to them? Is there a critical spirit in that fellowship? Is the fellowship focused on other things and not on Christ? Because that's the whole purpose. It's not to make an idol of ourselves or an idol of other things, but it's really to glorify God. So if a person leaves fellowship and they feel heavy or they feel like they were criticized or they did not sense the presence of God's love or they didn't feel that there was a genuine welcome, we really want to get back to the heart. Are we doing things out of regimen, routine and structure or do we truly have a heart for people? Do we truly have compassion and a heart to see people growing in the things of God, to see people encountering the love of God, to see people breaking free from strongholds and really being encouraged as a result of the fellowship? We're representatives. If you're if anyone is following Christ, you're a representative of Christ. You're a vessel. And so some people might not step foot in a place of worship, like a church, but they will listen to you. They'll receive a prayer. 
they'll go out to eat with you. And that is a fellowship that might draw them to the things of God and prompt them to now want to know more about Jesus. So there's even more benefit to it than just the body of Christ building each other up. But through fellowship, even if we're fellowshipping with someone who is a non-believer and we decide to fellowship with them and talk about the love of God, through that, the Holy Spirit can lead us to share something that will truly bless them and remind them of God's purpose for their lives. It's important to also think about individuals who might be alone for whatever reason, where they're choosing not to be around people. Maybe they've, um, you know, a, a, a new widow or someone who um, is new to the area or someone moved somewhere and they don't have any friends or family. As, as the body of Christ, we're supposed to be very discerning to those types of things and avail ourselves. We can't do it for every single person. Like, you know, one person can't be everyone to everybody. You know, we, but we, as, as we collectively do it and have a heart for people, if each person would think about someone who they know who might be new to the area, who might not be connected to um, a, a local church, who might just be alone often, we should discern maybe I should invite this individual to a small group or to a a function or to church or even just just to go out to eat with other individuals. Sometimes we have to step out of what our norm is and think about others because it's also about being the light in our communities in our circle of influence if it's always about the norm and what is so easy what is so predictable then we are not really being stretched for the things of God we're controlling again and we want to be in the place where we're very teachable we're flexible we're we're able to just heed to whatever God's calling us to do through his scripture and sometimes the process might not be comfortable especially if you're um, introverted for some people they want to walk right in and walk right out and not fellowship and not have conversation and so in those situations you might just want to ask God to just help you to increase your faith in him and not rely on your flesh feeling comfortable during those moments because a lot of times the flesh is not going to but we have to we have to rely on the Holy Spirit to speak through us and to allow us to break out of this area of being timid because God has not given us a spirit of fear but he has allowed us to have a sound mind through his word 
and to renew our minds. So when whenever fear tries to grip a person and make them not want to be social or be in fellowship with other people, we have to get to the root of it and renew our minds on God's word and say, fear, you will not rule me. You know, I will be the person God has called me to be and I will do what God has called me to do for his glory. So we can actually take authority over fear. It does not have to rule us. We do not have to be anxious when it comes to fellowship. It's something that's, it's, it's so, there's so much benefit to it. Not only does it benefit the person, so say like if you're one to be invited to a fellowship of other believers, but the other individuals there as well, they benefit from it. They benefit from what God is speaking through you and you benefit from what God is speaking through them to you. And you learn, you grow and you feel edified. You should feel edified when you when you leave those types of gatherings. But that's what God wants for the body of Christ. We should never leave a, a gathering, a fellowship and feel worse off, feel heavy, feel um, defeated, feel critical, feel prideful. If we leave somewhere and we feel like we're better than somebody or that you know, God's here to serve us and and we're just more critical, we have to really get to the root. Is that the fellowship that God's called you to? Did God call you there to shed light, to show love, to maybe uh, share about some things that might be missing in the group pertaining to humility, whatever it is, or just to even pray for the group. But when we fellowship, it should not leave anything that would cause a person to be worse off than they were when they came because we're representatives. So that's something to be reminded of when it comes to fellowship, because for some people, they might not return because they've had a bad experience. There was maybe a lack of maturity in the group. Maybe people were not being kind. Maybe the conversations weren't edifying. Maybe they talked about sports for the whole hour. There was no prayer. There was no one who discerned that this person was hurting. And so the everyone got into a routine of maybe just talking about what the flesh wanted to talk about. And then God was neglected from the conversation. And those things happen. It's the flesh. This is why we want to be at a place of denying ourselves so that we are discerning even in those moments when things can be diverted subconsciously. So there's so many different ways to have this fellowship. And it's just important to just allow God to lead you how he wants this to be. You know, you might be doing fellowship a certain kind of way, but then it's so routine and it's so stagnant and you you feel like maybe you're not growing from the fellowship. Maybe you feel like um, God's calling you to other types of fellowships, you know, and we can even expand ourselves because it's not always about what we get from it, but it's also about what we can add to it as well. This is about that purpose-driven mindset You know, wherever we go, it's not all about what can we receive? What can I get to help me spiritually? Well, we have the Bible. We have Holy Spirit in us. So we don't always have to get something 
from a gathering or give something from when we go to a place of worship. Sometimes it's about what God's going to do through us when we're there. So it's another process of a heart check, of renewing our mind and really asking ourselves the why behind what we do, like why we do what we do. And then God will reveal our heart. And it's an opportunity for us to turn back to him, you know, repent from whatever the motive was and really get back one course and really have a heart for people, a heart for God's purpose, a heart to glorify him in all that we do. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your unconditional love. We thank you for reminding us of what it means to fellowship, that you've called us to fellowship. You've called us to be at a place of coming together and not being separated and so distant from the body of Christ. Lord, I ask that you help us to be more discerning in helping us to pray for one another and helping us to have compassion for one another and thinking about others more than we think about ourselves and not about what we can get from fellowship, but what can we give? What can you speak through us that will build the body of Christ? Lord, we thank you so much for continuing to help us grow in our journey. And we thank you for helping us to be reminded that it's about you being glorified We thank you so much for your word, for continuing to cover us and continuing to encourage us, even when things become challenging. We give you the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, you all, be encouraged and reminded that there is nothing impossible with God.